I'm sort of the rock star. People, Tiso is the official watch of the NBA. Dennis Smith. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. Yeah, we love China. We love the plan there. Oh, man, oh, man. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. It's just hitting me right now. Shut up and listen. You, you think you're better than me? Hey, it's Chris Wendelkin. Welcome back. This is On The Line. Uh, if you're new to the show, welcome. You can tweet at us at online underscore pod. Find us on Instagram. Email us any of your thoughts or questions to onthelinepod at gmail.com. Check out previous episodes on our website, onthelinepodcast.com. And last, if you could rate, review, subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, we really appreciate it. All right, guys, welcome back. Super fun show today. Ben and I are going uh, around the horn a little bit here. We are talking all things Lakers. We're talking about Kyrie. We're talking about Melo and the Celtics. Uh, Just going to kind of touch them all. Hope you enjoy it. Um, It's been a fun season thus far. And uh, here it is, my conversation with Ben. All right, on the line. It has been a heck of a couple of weeks for the NBA. Order mm. has been restored in the universe. Chris Stepps, Porzingis, has been swept for the year the by the New York Knicks. The snake has <laughs> slithered back under yes. his rock in Texas. Gosh. Uh, That's right. From Philadelphia, Good co-host, Ben Craw, BC. I'm still on cloud nine after vanquishing that snake in Dallas. Yeah. How are you, man? I- I mean, we're you know we're NBA champs. Um, it's it's an incredible feeling. That was it. You know the that was it for the us. Larry o, the Larry O'Brien is finally back in its rightful home in New York right. City. Yep. Um, yeah. So now we just have to defend the uh, the, the, the championship. Uh, it's you know it's not yeah. going to be easy, but uh, I'm excited for uh, look forward to for the New York season. for the yeah. New York Knicks uh, 1990 or 2019-20 title defense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now we just look forward to 2020 when we you know we just wait for the schedule to come out we'll see what we play the mavericks again but i mean we should also say there's no sure thing that you know he'll still be with the mavericks it's totally possible that dallas will look to move him at the trade at the trade deadline or during the offseason yeah we'll we'll see how you know if they can uh can get off that contract uh once they once they realize the error of that signing yeah no sure thing that kp will be in dallas for the long term i we know he did sign a contract but you know this is the NBA, folks. It's pro sports. Uh, teams flip these deals all the time. So, yep, things uh, can change quickly. Yes, yes. But we will be here in New York City with the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. And wherever Chris Stapps, uh, you know, winds up next season, we look forward to defending our title belt against yep. him. And, uh, yeah, it feels good, man. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, it's going to be great. We just have to make sure that we avoid that uh, that championship hangover. I know that's that that's right. sometimes <laughs> an issue for... for issue uh, for a team yeah, with three to four for, wins. For yeah. title for title teams who are defending their title, a lot of times <laughs> that that next season can be kind of a letdown. Yes. So yes. we just have to make sure that we steer clear of that. And, uh, yeah, I think we've got a pretty good chance to repeat, honestly. I think so. Um, ben, we have much to discuss today. Um I mean, I don't know where to begin, but, uh, you know, a lot has been happening in the NBA between, you know, Kyrie Irving, between the, oh boy. the Lakers, <laughs> Carmelo Anthony is back in the league, mm, yep. uh, so, some up-and-coming teams, but I, I think we should begin there, Ben, with that team in Los Angeles. The struggling Lakers. The struggling Lakers. Ben, you know, there have been some fringe uh, media outlets, uh, you know, wondering aloud now if the Lakers could potentially make a playoff run. They've strung mm-hmm. together a couple of wins now in a row. Obviously, you've been a vocal critic of of the Lakers. You're just well, 
Yep. It's not even so much a critic. Uh, it's more just like I want to see them succeed, and I and I want to I want to help them. I want to. I think that they obviously need to make some moves. They need to make some some dramatic changes. Um, you know, to turn this thing around. Uh, you know, they're currently floundering, uh, as we know. Um, they've gotten some lucky wins, but they're clearly not. Uh, they're not right. Uh, the the team is not is not right. The organization is not right. And um, I just want to, you know, I want to, I want to try to help them because I, I would love it if, if basketball was back in LA. Sure. I would love it, uh, you know, to see this, this really proud and, and storied franchise. I mean, you know, they're one of the league's, uh, you know, kind of crown jewels, if you will. One of the marquee franchises. We always want to yep. see them succeed. Um, yes. So the Lakers have some serious glaring issues, right, with their team. Obviously, they have holes with their lack of outside shooting. They have a non-existent backcourt, Ben. Uh, mm. Currently, the Lakers rank uh, 23rd in three-point accuracy. Obviously, Danny Green seems to be the only player on the team that, you know, is even remotely interested in shooting from deep. But let's face it, Ben, I mean, right now, uh, the star duo of Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard is just too much for uh, the likes of the NBA. You know, on a a night-to-night basis here in the regular season, teams like the Bulls and the Warriors, they just can't compete with that star duo of AD and D39. Um, I mean, I I don't know, Ben, are we sure this is not a playoff team? Uh, As currently constructed, it's obviously not a playoff team. Gotcha. yeah, uh, you know, I, I think that I think that the um, some of the ingredients are there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they need to get uh, Rajon Rondo into the starting lineup uh, ask, as quickly as like? possible. Like, when you talk about ingredients, some of the ingredients being there. So we start with Rondo. We well, love, the thing we, is we that they, Rondo. yeah, they they have a couple of star players on their team sure. right under their noses, uh, and I'm talking, of course, about Rondo and Dwight Howard, D three nine, yes. as we call them. Yes. Um, and I think if they if they unleash those guys, uh, you know, hand them the keys to the Ferrari, uh, so mm. to speak. I I think that um, there's a lot of potential there. Um, it's just you know, will will the organization realize it in time? Will Frank Vogel, uh, you know, realize you know what he has again sure. right under his nose? They're they're already on the roster. They don't need to make any major uh, you know transactional moves here. Um, they it just is need to, uh, to see to look at a box score and only see Dwight shoot, you know, 10, 11 times. We need to get that number north of 20. We need to get that n- number north of 30, even just get him into an Iverson sort of territory where he's taking 30, 40 shots a night. Yeah, I mean, he needs to take a cue from James Harden sure. um, in, in Houston and look at what he's doing. I mean, right now, Dwight Howard is only uh, playing uh, 20.6 minutes per game. I mean, that, that number needs to double. Yep. Um, yeah, his his field goal attempts are, are you know, hovering around three to four. Uh, that needs to, I mean, that needs to, to increase tenfold. Not work, uh, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. Um, so we need a lot more of, of Dwight, and then yeah, and then on the other end, uh, you know, we need we need more Rajon uh, Rondo. Uh, yeah. He's the only uh, you know he's the leader of this team. He's the only real uh, point guard, the only real ball handler. I mean, the guy, um, you know, he gets he gets more assists than anyone I've ever seen. Yes. So uh, he's got to be the best point guard of all time, uh, uh, judging by those assist numbers. So yeah, I don't see why he's coming off the bench. He's still in the prime of his career. Um, and I think he's 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 ready for a championship run. He, yes. You know, he hasn't won a title what since uh, 2008, since, I think, since with the Beantown the, days. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure he's hungry for a uh, 
a trip well, back to the glory land. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the Lakers are doing some unconventional things here, which we're excited about. Uh, obviously, the Lakers have sort of uh, cornered the market on bullies. Um, mm-hmm. D39 and AD. Uh, obviously, LeBron is a nice veteran presence as well. But let's let's face it, Ben. In, in today's NBA, where everyone is obsessed with the three-point shot, you know, when everyone zigged, the Lakers here have zagged. You know, LA mm. has completely renounced the three-point shot, and you know, instead they're trying to win games in the paint. You know, the Lakers right. are converting now 69% of their shots in the restricted area. That's four feet, you know, four feet within the hoop. Mm-hmm. They make 23 shots per game in the restricted area. They hate shooting threes, Ben. Their focus is on dunking. Their focus is on D39. And and the more Frank Vogel buys into that, the more Frank Vogel understands that this is Dwight Howard's team, you know, yeah. then we will learn if this is a true, uh, you know, contender. If this team really has championship aspirations, Ben, they will hand the keys to the Lamborghini, to the Ferrari, like you said, mm-hmm. to D thirty nine. We have to move away from uh, from from these three point shooters. We have to focus on dunking that ball in the paint. Yeah. Yeah, we really do. I, I just hope that they don't wait all the way until you know the All Star break or something like that to uh, t- to make a major change because yes. that's going to be too late. You know, they're going to be, um, you know, uh, they they need they need some some victories, uh, you know, to 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 rack up if they want to make a run at the playoffs. It's not going to be easy. Uh, and no, right sir. now, yeah, it's just not not happening for them. So. Again, yeah. we hope they turn it around. We hope they figure it out. Um, sure, before it's too late. Obviously, Anthony yeah. Davis, um, you know, has has been uh, bravely, bravely battling through injuries to his ribs mm. and shoulders. Um, you know, it, that his shoulder issue, his right shoulder, it's been an issue that popped up when the Lakers were playing the Hornets last month. Uh, I, I was watching a video the other day. Basically, AD's uh, his right hand and his arm hit the front of the rim, and then that like ricocheted all the way back to his shoulder, kind of jamming his shoulder. So Oof. anyway, Anthony is in a lot of pain. Uh, yeah, and it's forcing the team to rely more and more on Dwight, which we think is a good thing. Um, and you know that. Let's face it; that is always how this Lakers story was going to end you know this was always going to be about a comeback story obviously hollywood loves a loves a comeback and we finally got one with d39 um so that's right we'll we'll see i I think by the end of the by the end of the season if this all goes according to plan i think they might have to rename hollywood howard wood (laughs) wow yeah wow and maybe (laughs) then maybe maybe on Maybe on that, you know, on the the Hollywood sign, we could get some of those wonderful spiky hair dreadlocks. Oh yeah, if they could ha- if they could do like a like a supersized replica That's of Dwight's right. of Dwight's hair on top of the that the maybe really right special. above yeah. right above the two O's, and then maybe if they made the O's into eyeballs, and then made a a nice big bright Dwight Howard yeah. smile underneath yeah. the O's. Yeah. Oh man, that that's got to happen. That would be very special. Now, Ben, I I, I wanted to bring up sort of a sensitive issue: LeBron James. Mm. LeBron has mm-hmm. been, you know, he's been a pleasant surprise this year for the Lakers. We weren't expecting much from uh, from LeBron, but he continues mm-hmm. to develop his three point shot. Uh, like Ben Simmons, LeBron made a point this year to really try to shoot the three ball. Mm. Um, you know, LeBron wants to be more than just a dunker, which is, you know, commendable, but mm-hmm. let's face it, it's only a matter of time here, Ben, before the Chinese reprimand LeBron for trying to expand his game 
and threaten, you know, maybe the, are we going to see the Chinese threaten to cut off LeBron's PED supply? Again, this is D39's team. LeBron needs to be careful here not to shoot too many of those threes. This is a team that wants to play in the paint. And yeah. LeBron does need to be careful with the way he, you know, he, he, goes about uh his shot selection here yeah i mean lebron's been walking on eggshells all season obviously um he doesn't want to offend his business partners he doesn't want to offend uh you know his his political benefactors uh in his home country of china so we you know he's got to make sure that um he does everything just right if he takes too many three pointers yeah um you know i think that uh that xi jinping uh could could lose you know uh lose patience with him and uh, obviously, that would uh, not be badly. good. Uh, that would not be good for his supply of uh, of uh, PEDs and uh, and HGH. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's it, you can see it out there uh, when you watch him play. He's he's kind of always looking over his shoulder a little bit, uh, almost the way like a rookie, you know, looks to uh, looks to the 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 um, the bench, you know, looks to the coach uh, yes. when he whenever he makes a mistake because he's scared of being pulled out of the game. I feel like LeBron is kind of doing that uh, figuratively, uh, you know, in the direction of um, of the country of China. Sure. Anytime he, uh, you know, he's dribbling or passing out there. All right, Ben, uh, that's the Lakers. We're keeping an eye on them. Anyone's guess if they will be a playoff team here or whether they're lottery bound. So we're going to keep an eye on the Lakers. We're going to keep yeah. a, an eye on D39 on those shots. Um, and uh, why don't we move on now to... Uh, to a, to a familiar subject on this pod, and that is oh boy. one Kyrie Irving. Ben. Yes. <laughs> Kyrie Irving. Kyrie. It's Kyrie time. It's the Kyrie, it's Kyrie corner, folks. Um, oh, thank God. Finally. I've been waiting for this. Boy, oh boy. So once again, Ben, we are getting word now from Stephen A. Smith that Kyrie Irving uh-oh, is truly uh-oh. a bad apple, Ben. Ooh. Yep. Oh, no. Kyrie Irving, we're getting reports now from Stephen A. Smith of this ESPN. Is, this that, is disheartening. Yep. Disheartening news yep. to hear. We now have definitive evidence, definitive word from Stephen A. Smith, Ben, that there have been rumors circulating. We yes. can't name names. We're not going to put any names to these quotes or any names to these rumors. Well, that would be irres- irresponsible. Yeah, or, in, yeah. or innuendo. We're just going to put it out there on national TV, Ben, that many Mm. people feel that Kyrie is becoming something of a troublemaker, that he is becoming a problem. People have uh, issues with his attitude, that Kyrie has an attitude problem. And, of course, Stephen A. is saying this is not – he's not saying it's fair that these rumors are out there. He's not saying that they're even accurate. But uh, he wants us to know that they're out there. I am not hearing good things about Kyrie in Brooklyn. Already? I'm talking about you're hearing. I haven't spoken that. Listen, you're just hearing about the mood. that People are putting stuff out there. I don't think it's fair. Huh. I don't know how accurate it is. Yeah. But I am telling, I, if Kyrie's listening, I'm telling you there's stuff circulating mm-hmm. out there about him from an attitude perspective. I don't think it's right. Maybe he's but it's frustrated third team having now. to carry it's the load. third team now. To be clear here, Stephen A, um, you know, he's he's just, he's doing this as a favor to his good friend yes. Kyrie Irving. He wants him to know, um, and instead of, you know, texting him or calling him on the sure. phone, uh, he's saying this on, uh, on ESPN, on a nationally broadcast show, 
that there are rumors. Um, again, he doesn't know if these rumors are accurate at all. He's doing it um, because he cares and, about him. And he actually thinks that it's not fair that people are circulating these rumors. No. But he wants everyone to know that these rumors are being circulated. Yes. Um, by uh, and and so I mean he is circulating the rumors that he does not believe should be circulated because that wouldn't be fair um, if they're not you know or right um, if they're not accurate. Um, but Stephen A is just doing, you know, he, he's just doing his job, uh, uh, you know, to to and his job, and also, you know, his it's it's really a solid to his to his buddy Kyrie. Yep. Um, who I'm sure, of course, is listening. This is about um, at all man. times. This is what you yeah. do when you're friends with someone. When you're friends it was with a someone, really you go on national TV and take a rumor that's completely unsubstantiated and you yeah. repeat it and you and mm. you, and you qualify by saying, "I don't know if this is true or not. I do want to say I think this is unfair, and that's why I'll be." Yeah, it's unfair. To this it's so unfair yeah. for unfounded and, and unsubstantiated rumors yeah. to be spread in this way. It's not right. It's um, the worst, man. That's why we yeah. have to eradicate and these Stephen rumors A is, by going is, on national TV and repeating them aloud. Yeah, Stephen yeah. A is really doing an admirable and yes. ethical thing by taking a stand against uh, such rumors. Um, by uh, spreading them and talking about them and, and saying that they are not right and not good. Um, the best. The best. Yeah. What would we so, do without Stephen A. Smith? I mean, Just all right. <laughs> so how do we feel about Kyrie, like, sincerely? That's the question mm-hmm. I've been grappling with. Um, and as we've as we've uh, mm-hmm. talked about offline chris this is a Ridiculous this is a, ba- a a battle for the um, heart and mind of ben craw right now <laughs> incredible <laughs> because well, let me say my perspective on kyrie irving is pure i am untainted i have no vested Ooh. interest in the game into right. other than being a Knicks fan but like i am not i'm truly not a jilted lover when it comes to like kyrie irving and kd I, for one, am mm. on the record as being like, I think they did the right thing, like in terms of free agency. Like they went where they wanted to play. The Nets are a, in better shape in uh, in terms of being a, a, a contending for an NBA championship than the Knicks are. So like mm-hmm. they did what they wanted to do. Like I'm not sure. I, I don't. I don't like begrudge them or anything as a Knicks fan. Uh, how I feel about Kyrie Irving though is I. <laughs> I don't have any vested interest in the game, whereas he is on your fantasy squad. So that's correct. You have created a <clears throat> elaborate, uh, I call permission structure to love Kyrie Irving. <laughs> yes. So, although I will say that um, he's injured right now and hasn't yes. played, and I think yeah. uh, it'll be his fourth straight game. Yeah. So I don't actually love him quite right. as much as I did last week, um, that, which that is difficult. Aside, I wanna, I wanna love him more. Yeah. That stuff aside, I don't have any. I really don't have any issues with the guy. I think it's kind of hilarious how. M- I, I, I think he's just become like a very convenient uh, punching bag for people. So whenever it's incredible, a, it's w- whenever he's on a team and things go bad, it's just like a very easy narrative to repeat that. It's like the reason that we're doing really bad right now is because Kyrie is selfish or Kyrie's a bad leader versus yeah. saying like, well, the reason that we're doing badly right now is because um, Karis Levert broke his thumb and he's out for a month and right. now Joe Harris has to play. And when Joe Harris is on defense, we have a, we allow nine points more per 100 possessions than when he's off the floor. But that yeah. would be like too easy and would require like actually thinking outside of like this very simplistic, 
you know, narrative way, which is like, let's just blame Kyrie for having a hat. And, yeah. <laughs> and that's remember the, the t- remember the time he didn't take his hat off. Yes. What a bad boy. Um, he's ruining our culture. No, granted, um, I will say, I think probably if you want to just talk about on the court products, like, yeah, you could watch a Nets game and be like, yeah, man, Kyrie's amazing. He loves to shoot the ball. Like, he's probably like a shade, like, he's probably like a shade behind James Harden, but like, he's that good of a player. Like, he could put in 40, 50 points a night if he wants. So I, yeah. I could understand if someone's like, yeah, when you play with him, you're not going to get as many shots, but also, like, with good reason. I mean, he <laughs> he can put in yeah, 50 also, points a if, game. Like, if he's not taking shots, then. Who is? The yeah. like next best player on the team is like Torian Prince or something. Right. It's like right. he doesn't. It's not like he's on a team, uh, you know, full of like like last year's Boston Celtics honestly, with like lots like, of like I, I, usable players. I, I think if the Rockets were losing or if the Lakers were losing, you know, people would say the same thing about James Harden or they would say the same thing about LeBron. Just like they said the same thing about Russell Westbrook when he played for OKC, like. Yes, if you're a mega star and you're incredibly talented and you drop like 40 points in a game or 50 points in a game and then you lose, players might, you know, like some of the uh, role players on the team might like quibble and be like, yeah, I wish I got more shots or something. But like right. that doesn't necessarily make them right. And it also doesn't make it wrong that Kyrie is doing, you know, taking all those shots. So I, I take issue with the idea that like he's a he's like a cancer. I just, I just think it's such like a, um, simple, well, easy, uh, narrative that requires like zero thought. And like, it requires much more work to actually just look at the numbers and be like, yeah, no, the reason they're losing is because they have injuries. They're forced to play guys who shouldn't be playing as many minutes as they now have to play because of those injuries. And that's why they're right. losing. Like it's not rocket science. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I love it. I love the whole industry of Kyrie Irving stories. Um, and like every new like bombshell revelation is like, I heard maybe like people are, are like, don't maybe like, like him. Like he, he might have like, like he might be moody. Like that's like the greatest crime that he has ever committed. And then I love the stories. Then the, the backlash stories against those, like this one on Yahoo Sports uh, that just dropped this morning or last night, I guess, uh, uh, with the headline, Jared Allen, who's the Nets uh, center, uh, Jared Allen denies Kyrie Irving rumors, quote, he acts like a normal teammate. <laughs> <laughs> like when you have to have a, when you have to have a, a story with the headline, yeah. he acts like a normal teammate. Mm-hmm. Um, like that is awesome. That is, that just speaks volumes. Um, uh, Kyrie completely normal according to uh, all of his teammates uh, who are sticking up for him and defending him very normal extremely normal man um, yeah it's just uh, it's just the best people it's like it's just catnip like people can't resist it um, yeah and I think uh, you have to separate the on-court stuff from the off-court stuff because there are again there are weird innuendos when it starts becoming about off-court stuff I feel like sometimes that's like a veiled way of talking about something else that I can't totally put my finger on. I don't know what it is, but it's something. But like, 
you know, a lot of people have, have said like, look at the Celtics. The Celtics have, are, you know, are a great team again, and they they lost Kyrie and they and they added Kemba, and now they're great. yeah. It's, it's like, the it's the fucking perfect storm that his former right. team, of course, is now succeeding without him. But there um, are, there are on like the reasons for the Celtics being better now than last year are related to on court stuff, not like like these vague things about like leadership. I yeah. I think are just like funny i mean like again the idea that like the celtics are winning this year versus last year because uh Kyrie because because kemba is nice versus Kyrie who is mean and moody is sort of yeah. funny it's like the reason the celtics are winning this year versus last year is because tatum and brown are playing better Kemba Walker is turning over the ball less than Kyrie. Again, that's, yeah, a, I'm that's so, an on-court thing. Like you, can, I'm so like, confused why the uh, why the Charlotte Hornets didn't win more last year because <laughs> they had the nicest guy in the entire NBA. Like, uh, right, you right. know, they had the, the number one um, uh, leader in right. niceness. Um, so again, but, it's but like somehow basketball. that didn't translate to wins for that for that franchise. That, like, keep it about basketball. Like, like the Celtics are winning this year. Like, they're turning the ball over less. Their 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 uh, supporting players like Brown and Tatum are playing better. They have more opportunities. Uh, yeah, you know, they have like, a fucking monster backcourt defender, Marcus exactly. Smart. Yeah, like uh, they're playing better and, defense. Uh, they're buying. You could say they're buying more into like the system ball. Like keep it about on court stuff. Like you can say yeah. like yeah, Kyrie. What maybe Kyrie wasn't a good on court fit with the Celtics because like he didn't fit in Stevens' system. Like Kyrie needs to be more of a freelance player. Like you know what I mean. Like. That's how he's going to su- succeed playing in an offense that resembles more something like what James Harden is doing, whatever. But like, don't make it about these like vague things about like again, like Kyrie wore a hat and and now yeah. like we hate him and that's why we're bad. <laughs> it's like yeah. shut up. Yeah. Uh, but so here's the thing on the other side of uh, of the uh, spectrum. As much as I like ridicule and and um, and like despise like like dumb like lazy journalism about like Kyrie being a cancer. At, like simultaneously in my head, I'm battling with like uh, this like glee glee and elation that that Kyrie is in fact destroying the Brooklyn Nets franchise from the inside. Um, ben Curl, uh, one of the most complicated NBA fans. It's <laughs> it's is. very it's 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 like a bipolar disorder that I'm struggling with. Um, I mean, not really. I shouldn't uh, minimize uh, people with actual sure. bipolar, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but I love like the idea of like Joe Sai. You know, Nets owner um, slash Chinese propagandist Joe Sai. Mm. Um, you know, viewing <laughs> the the product that he just spent what three point five billion dollars on. Yeah. Um, and seeing like, oh God, what what have I done? <laughs> uh, like, um, dude, I know we've texted about this, but it is going to be so fun when KD is back in our lives. Oh yeah. So KD, oh, I cannot wait is, for KD and Kyrie. KD, who is so pro business, has Ugh. a TV show called The Boardroom where he talks about his favorite topic, making money and business. Mm-hmm. Playing for Joseph Tsai and the Chinese Chinese Communist Party, the Chinese Communist Party, whatever it is, yeah, uh, it is going to be very exciting to have that back in our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, oh boy! But yes, uh, you are a very complicated 
NBA fan in this regard when it relates to Kyrie and the Nets because you have Kyrie on your fantasy team. But yeah, time, do I want to? We want yeah. nothing more than Joseph Sai. I want Kyrie. Yeah, uh, I want Kyrie to succeed to silence all the fucking idiots writing articles and spreading rumors about him. But I also want him to destroy the okay. Nets franchise yes. and decimate the net worth of Value. Joe Sai. Yes, uh, here's, leading here's to my end game. I want Kyrie to bottom mm. out the value of the Nets. And then mm-hmm. next year, with their value at like an all-time low, like they are worth less than, I don't know, like the Cleveland Cavaliers or the Charlotte Hornets, Joseph mm-hmm. Zai is forced to go on the boardroom and sit down <laughs> and get business advice from his, <laughs> from his lead player, Kevin Durant, who will give him business oh, advice on how to improve the stock of the Nets. Yes, that would be amazing. Oh, if KD can, can invite him into the boardroom, yes. like sitting sitting at the head of the table, Joe Zai, like I comes in, like, ba- like Bob, bows, but let yeah, me puts his hands together and bows to Kevin Durant, like brings him a gift, um, and so then good. sits down for a, for a business meeting, yes. um, and, and KD can consult him. They both walk on, in, they have briefcases, they wear yeah, how to how to improve suits. the bottom line? Yep. Yeah, how Wing can we please shoes. our our shareholders? Um, and also, of course, most importantly, how can we appease the Chinese government? The most um, important thing. Yes. Yeah. Wait. So, quick aside here, uh, I was I was trying to read up. Um, it's funny how remember that story um, right before the season began, uh, where Daryl Morey uh, tweeted an image um, and then. Uh, China and the NBA suddenly uh, began a cold war. Yes, um, I do recall that. Yeah, this yeah. Familiar. It's weird how like there have been no stories about that. Like in like a month's time. Oh, really? um, I mean, I've have you like I've been trying to figure out. Like I, I was like searching around. I mean, like what point. is a lot of people uh, are is, talking about our relationship. Uh, <laughs> no one's fucking talking about China anymore, China. Uh, which is kind of funny. I never could have predicted that. It is time to say. The three most important words in the niche NBA basketball podcasting. What up? China. What up? What up? But I was trying to figure out is like CCTV, like like broadcasting games, is, is Tencent still blacking things out? The uh, only thing I could gather is that Tencent, uh, which is the digital broadcaster of, of NBA uh, content in China, um, uh, is is like still carrying some games um and uh and has like references to the Houston Rockets like on their website but they won't show any video of the Rockets and they won't um they'll like have like individual player names like Harden and Westbrook like on the website if you like try to like look up um stats and stuff but you can't like watch video clips of them um and apparently i read some story in like bloomberg about how like 10 cents um uh, like value is like cratering um i mean for like some other like economic reasons but but like uh, this NBA, uh, you know, partnership, which they paid like one point five billion dollars right. for last year, is really cool. um, is like is like really hurting their business. And then I re- I was uh, reminded, uh, in, thanks to this article, that Tencent is in fact a major competitor of one Alibaba, um, which is you know Joe size, of course. course um, uh, so part of me is like trying to do like the three D chess in my mind. I'm like, is Joe Sai? Did he somehow? Orchestrate this whole thing <laughs> to cripple his competitor Tencent um, and and gain 
Wow, and gain a greater uh, market share uh, uh, against Tencent in China. Incredible. Um, yeah, so something to keep an eye what on there. Badass, um, man. Yeah, wow. and, uh, and, and of course, uh, the, the most badass move that Josai um, pulled off in the, in the past few weeks was his uh, extremely quick and ruthless ousting of uh, Net CEO Dave oh Levy. Yes. Levy um, Let's talk about who, this. Yeah, who stepped down just two months after being named uh, CEO by Joe Tsai, um, d- uh, directly after he purchased the team uh, on September 19th. So he was like um, a former media executive, I want to say, like Turner or something, right? Like, yeah, he came from, like one of the, uh, let's see here. One of the major networks, uh, like one of, one of the major broadcast networks, like has all sorts of experience working in the media yeah. industry, like leading. Yeah, he'd been in the industry for, for like 30 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he worked for Turner. Um, and yeah, which is why Josai, you know, named him CEO of, of basically all, you know, like the, the, the nets and like size, like uh, gaming company, yeah. um, which is called seem, would uh, seem like a super qualified guy to, uh, to head that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 Love you named CEO of size entities and a venture partner in blue, blue pool capital, which is size investment vehicle. Okay. So he gave the, he like handed this dude like a, an immense amount of, of power and control. Yeah. Um, and then, and then two months later, just the guy just uh, abruptly quit slash was uh, fired. And so, you know, doing a little digging and trying to figure out exactly why that was, it turns out that on, uh, in, in late October, um, uh, uh, Dave Levy, like, um, uh, was part of some, fuck, I don't have the article pulled up anymore, but he was part of, like, some, like, uh, like, you know, business talk, uh, conference, whatever, where he was, like, interviewed on stage, um, at this, like, event, um, and said, uh, quote, sort uh, when of, I took uh, this... South by Southwest for business. Yeah, it was called What's Next, uh, or no, uh, shit, I don't even remember. Moderated um, by Kevin Durant. Yeah, exactly. Uh, not really. But anyway, he said, quote, when I took this job, I didn't know I was going to, to have to become an expert in U.S.-China relations. Oh, boy. And then later, and then later in the same interview, he said, whatever country you're in, you should remain loyal to those values. Mm. Don't jeopardize your values. Stick to your values, and you'll be successful. Ah. Um, which is, you know, a pretty vague, it's um, it's a salvo. Yeah. I, I, yeah, you might, you might consider that kind of, uh, anodyne, but, uh, but the reference to whatever country you're in, you should remain loyal to those that va- like the values of the country. Um, anyway, I think it's pretty obvious. Uh, and of course I say this with no, um, actual confirmation. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Joe Sai heard that and, uh, and immediately, um, uh, re- removed him and probably imprisoned his family. Um, so, uh, yeah, I hope that everything's okay with David Levy, um, and his family and friends. Um, but clearly he, uh, he did not know who he was dealing with, um, when he, uh, when he took that job. So yeah, yeah a lot, a lot of fun, fun stories going on in, in Netsland. Well, Great ben, franchise. While we're on the topic of business, we, mm. you know, like we're, we're talking about Kevin Durant making money, Joe Tsai, China, all our favorite topics. Let me ask you about a topic that we both love, which is sleep. How have you been sleeping lately? How have you been getting sleep? Have you, uh, t- talk to me about your sleep. I haven't been sleeping great, Chris. Nope. Um, no, two on? nights ago I slept on my friend's couch. Oh, wow. Um, because I, uh, I had to, uh, work late covering the democratic debate. Oh, um, no. and, uh, yeah, my coworker, uh, who lives, so, you know, I have to commute back to New York when I go to work. Yeah. Um, so on, on nights like that, where I have to be late at the office, I just sleep on, uh, 
my friend uh, Oliver Noble, uh, who's also a, a colleague of mine um, at my media job, um, who was kind enough to offer me his couch. So, you know, it uh, wasn't, wasn't the best night's sleep, I would say. I'm sorry, um, man. I'm very yeah. sorry to hear that. Well, listen, uh, there's this company that happens to sponsor this podcast called Helix Sleep. Helix now has, oh, a, that's ha- right. has, has a quiz, Ben, that you got to take. It'll just take two minutes. Um, take it. I've already taken it. Should I take it again? If I've already taken it, retake it. Yeah. It's going to match your body type and your sleep preferences to a perfect mattress, Ben, just for you. Uh, so whether you're a side sleeper, if you're a hot sleeper, if you like a plush bed, a firm bed, whatever it is, there's not going to be any more confusion or compromising. Helix, of course, Ben was awarded the number one best overall, overall mattress by GQ and Wired. Uh, which are magazines we both read and love. The uh, best. The best. So uh, if you're listening to this, just go to helixsleep.com slash on the line. Take their two-minute sleep quiz. They'll match you with a customized mattress. They'll, uh, they'll give you a 10-year warranty. So you get to try out your uh, mattress for 100 nights risk-free. They'll pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. And that's it. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash on the line. That's helixsleep.com slash on the line for 200 bucks off your next mattress order. Ben, can we talk a little bit about Carmelo Anthony? Carmelo, ben, he's back. He's back, baby. Mellow oh, fever. Oh, baby. Is he back ever? So, uh, 10-time All-Star. Carmelo mm. Anthony, Ben, is back in the league after a year away. He signed a non-guaranteed deal with the Portland Trailblazers. Mello, uh, I think it's about to be guaranteed. Yeah, it's going to be guaranteed real, real yeah. quickly. Uh, oh, yeah. Melo debuted this past week, squaring off the uh, squaring off against the Pelicans and the Bucks. Um, ben, cynics and haters, they're going to point to this guy's plus minus, which is, a we both know, a fraudulent stat. Fake stat. It's a fake stat, Ben, but uh, true fans. Made up by nerds yeah, who've never played basketball. We're concerned with one thing and one thing only, and that is those total points scored, Ben. And this yeah. guy is getting those buckets, man. He's putting in 12 points, 15 points, 18 points a night, and mm. it's mellow time, baby. He, Let me ask you this. Yeah. Has, he, has he made any three-pointers and then uh, hit his three fingers to the side of his head? Has he done that? A bunch of times, Ben. Okay. Uh, I, think, I think the argument is over. Yeah. Case closed. Give me that uh, Team USA mellow, Ben, where Mm, he's shooting mm, those threes and passing that ball. He's committed to his role, Ben. He is excited. He's engaged. You mean his role as a superstar? He's committed to being with this team. I I mean, it's just a convenient thing. He's in the starting lineup. He didn't demand demand, uh, 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 to be a starter for this Trailblazers squad. But look, if that's the role they need him to fill, he's happy to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. Ben, let me ask you... uh, I can't. I can't imagine how all twenty nine other teams feel having sure. passed on this guy. On this guy. I, I mean, they've got to be kicking themselves. Ben, when are we going to finally do our retrospective on the two thousand and three NBA draft? And are we sure when we redraft the two thousand and three mm. NBA draft? Are we sure that LeBron James is still the consensus number one overall guy? Um, you know, this was a draft, of course, that had Melo, a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, you know, uh, we had uh, Darko, we had Bosch, we had D. Mm-hmm. Wade. You have your Chris Kamen of the world out there, uh, Kirk Heinrich, 
Mm. Mike Sweetney, Nick Collison, David West, Sasha Pavlovich, Boris Diaw, Luke Walton, Matt Diaw. What a name! Yeah. yeah, I mean, this was a loaded draft, but yeah, I am not. I love sure. that, that Luke, Luke Walton sneaks in there in the second round. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, and I mean, look look at him now. <laughs> I mean, the guy's had a major impact in the NBA. I am just not sure that we are not taking uh, Carmelo Anthony at that number one overall spot. Uh, jury is still out here, Ben. Jury is definitely still out. Yeah. I mean, you can stack up their current resumes, you know, and you can and you can say, well, LeBron has three championships, Tomello zero championships. Okay. But here's the thing: right yeah. now, right now, currently in the year yeah. 2019, yeah. Uh, Carmelo Anthony is is leading uh, a, a, a team. Yes. You know, the, they got to the Western Conference Finals last season, as we all know. Correct. I think I think if um, you know now that Melo has has them on on his back. They're bound to get back there again, and who knows if they can't make a run for an NBA championship. Whereas LeBron James is is struggling. That's right. He's floundering on a on a uh, on what's looking like a could be a potential lottery team yeah, in, in team Los Angeles. It's not clear whether it's trying to tank or are they going for an eighth seed. And yeah, really they're they're really guess. they're in no they're in no man's land right now. Um, LeBron is uh, looks completely lost uh, on the basketball court. I mean, um, it's nice he is trying to develop that three point shot, trying to sort of convert himself into like a three and D wing guy, and we wish him well. <laughs> But there's no, there is no sure thing. Like there, that is not a sure thing that he is gonna flourish in that role. So it's, no, it's not at all. And of course, you know, even if he does succeed uh, in, in that uh, plan, what is how is how is China gonna feel about that? Unclear, you know, man. so yeah, he's always got that, uh, you know, breathing down his neck. Um, whereas Carmelo is just free. He's unleashed. He's uncaged. Yep. He is unclassified. Yep. He is he is out there. Um, and, uh, and, and he's, he's just taking the league by storm. It's, it's, it's incredible. That's right. That's right. We're wishing Melo the best. Yeah. Uh, We'll see. We'll see what happens. But, uh, man, I would love to see a, uh, you know, a first round matchup with the, with the number one seed Blazers and the number eight seed Lakers. And, uh, and wow. Can you imagine LeBron and, and Melo going toe to toe face to face, a, uh, a for couple, the a couple for the, the power forwards squaring yeah. off, yeah, for be, not just the NBA championship, but also the the crown for uh, number one overall draft pick in two thousand three. That would be quite a story. Yeah, Ben, uh, we touched on them before the Boston Celtics in our conversation about Kyrie. Uh, mm. I wanted to dig a little deeper here with this team. I mean, by everyone by by now, everyone knows about you know the the Celtics and Kyrie divorce, obviously. Kyrie and the Celtics were attached at the hip for two seasons. Kyrie was, you know, trying to figure it out as a league dog in the NBA. Uh, without LeBron James, he came over to Boston in a, in a now trade that, you know, everyone knows about where they sent Isaiah Thomas to the Cavs. Um, Kyrie had that injury a couple years ago to his knee. It derailed his first season. Last year, he was supposed to come back fully healthy. Gordon Hayward at his side. But, of course, Ben, the chemistry issues. The chemistry Mm. issues just uh, ate away at that Celtics team. They never put it together, and uh, they fizzled fizzled out in the playoffs. Fast forward to this past offseason, Ben. Kyrie and Al Horford leaving free agency. The Celtics ship uh, future star Aaron Baines to the Suns. Uh, What a move. They make salary cap space, Ben, for the Messiah, Kemba Walker, 
Um, they ink Jalen Brown to an extension. And what do you know, Ben? These Celtics are off and running now. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, they are clicking, Ben, in a way. Well, yep. they just look they just look happy out there. You know, sure. they just look like they're having fun. Yeah. They learned, uh, thanks to Kemba, they learned how to be nice to each other. Of course. Um, they're friendly. And they're all pals. Nice, niceness goes a long way, it turns out. Yes. Um, and we all know the nicer you are, the more games you're going to win in the NBA. That's right. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, really, you know, no surprise that, that, that they're succeeding this way. They're waiting now on Gordon Hayward, who uh, injured his hand. Before injuring his hand, he looked great. He looked like he was back to his all-star form. Um, mm, so happy for him. Yeah, man. I mean, after an embarrassing season uh, last year, Ben, the Celtics look primed and ready to... Once again, conquer the NBA. Is this a team we think that could come out of the Eastern Conference here? Um, you know, they've already had a 10-game winning streak with big victories over the Mavs and Bucks and Suns and Raptors. They lost a close one, maybe the best game of the year the other night, to the Clippers in overtime. What do we think, Ben? Can the, uh, can the Celtics emerge out of the East? I think if they can keep... Uh keep up their 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 niceness sure. uh, levels if they can keep remembering uh to be polite to and be to, polite, s- to smile gentlemen. yeah yeah to to give out those those handshakes and those high fives um hold, maybe hold the door at the supermarket for a grandma yeah i mean help people cross the street yeah. um yeah hold some doors sure. uh you know just Please ask ask you. someone Eat your ask someone how ask someone how their day is going sure. you know be a, be a good listener if um, someone see, sneezes you say god bless you you say god bless you or you say gesundheit, gesundheit um right. if 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 someone looks a little you know a little glum you say hey what's you know what, what's eating at you sure. what's what's going on how you doing right um i think if they can sort keep up that kind of stuff half full as opposed to a glass half empty approach yes yes it's about positivity sure. it's about a positive mental attitude it's about optimism sure um cheer and up. uh cheer up, pal it ain't that bad yeah, yeah exactly so i think if they can just keep up that kind of attitude i don't see i don't see what's stopping what them really stop from them? From running what the table. Stop the power of positive thinking, Ben. Yeah, it would be. Oh man, it would be the nicest uh, team to ever win an NBA championship. Sure, uh, that would be quite a story. Um, and they have. I mean, they have some really. I mean, it's interesting. They have a mix of very positive, friendly guys, and then they have also some ruthless defenders. Ben, they have. Mm. We have Daniel Theus. We have Marcus Smart. We have uh, Robert Williams and Grant Williams, of course. Um, the Williams boys, the, yeah. The Williams brothers. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying the Celtics lack some of the uh, depth that they had last year at the center position between Baines and Horford. Maybe mm. a position they look to upgrade at the trade deadline. But, man, they, they seem to have a incredible mix of good, happy, friendly gentlemen and then yep. ruthless, tough defenders. Yeah, yeah. Ennis Cantor, notoriously happy guy. Sure. Um, Positive. I'm trying to think if they want to try to upgrade that center position, who's who's like the happiest center we could we could think of? I mean, the happiest center that we could. Okay, think wait a second. Of. This is a wild idea, right. but it just it just hit me. Right. What if the Lakers decide to pack it in no. and start tanking and they ship no. D39 no. to Boston. Are you serious? 
I mean, at the trade deadline, and then they just go on full-on tank for the second half of the season. Yeah. And, wow, can you imagine Dwight's big, bright smile in a Celtics uniform? Wearing that emerald Celtic green, that would be really special, wouldn't it? Wow. Wow. I don't know. I don't know if we deserve that that much much bright brightness and and positivity in our lives. We're all hoping for it. Um, Ben, we should also quickly talk about Luka Doncic. Um, yeah, it turns out he's good. Is this guy, uh, is he, we calling him a small forward, power forward, point guard? What's his position? Or is, is this one of those cases of a positionless basketball player, Ben? I think it's the future of basketball. I think he's positionless. I think he can do it all. Yeah, he's been on, um, a, on a tear of late. The exclamation yeah. point coming the other night against a decimated Golden State Warriors squad. Luca went off for 35 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists as the Mavericks beat the Warriors 142 to 94. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, Luca recorded that triple double playing only 25 minutes. According to <laughs> Elias Sports Bureau, it's the, uh, the least playing time in NBA history by a player to produce a 30 point triple double. So yeah. Doncic has been just incredible. He now has seven triple doubles to start the season for the Mavericks. It's the most by a player in the first 14 games of a season since Oscar Robertson did it in 1961. I mean, it's absurd. Like this is the this is like the Luka Doncic that we all like, yeah. uh, you know, fantasized about yep. maybe uh reaching like in the prime of his career age 26, age 27. Yeah. Um, and he just like fast forwarded to like, no, 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 I'll just do that. I'll just do that now in my as second a, season as a 21 year old. Yeah. As a, tw- as a 21 year old. Yeah. No, no big deal. Um, yeah. I mean, he is pound for pound there with James Harden. Uh, I mean, he had a 42 point triple double against the Spurs last week. Um, yeah. again, he's 21 years old. He's just like getting his sea legs here. And in, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you remember, Chris, in our in our fantasy basketball draft uh, a couple months ago, um, our uh, our good friend and uh, and of course uh, OTL alum uh, Trevor Einhorn sure. uh, selected Luca number seven overall in the first round, yeah. and everyone kind of laughed at him. We Game were like, "All right, Tre- Trev, Trev come on, yep. come on, Trev." Well, Luka Doncic is currently um, the number one ranked player in our fantasy basketball league, uh, yeah. thanks to the fact that we uh, have triple doubles as a category. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, he's ranked like four points ahead of LeBron James at number yeah. two. Yeah. Um, there's basically not a single category that he is bad at. Um, he's yeah, he's insane, and um, I'm actually extremely jealous that Trevor has him on his team. Fun player. I mean, the sad thing, of course, is the guy does not have a true wingman. He doesn't have a true yeah. number two. He's guy. still looking, still looking for that number still two. Looking unfortunately, for that number two here with the Mavericks. Uh, many people obviously expected that person to be Kristaps Porzingis when that trade yep. went down, but KP obviously, sadly, that did not work out. That is struggled over mildly. and done. Yep, the exclamation point coming about a week ago at Madison Square Garden, losing at the hands to the lowly, uh, scrappy New York Knicks. So, yeah, Luca recorded a 33 or 32-point triple-double in that game, yeah, I believe, uh, at Madison Square Garden. Can, can't, ask, um, can't ask anything more of a guy. Unfortunately, at a certain point, he had to pass, he had to pass the ball to, uh, to Chris Stapps, sure. and uh, that's when things kind of fell apart. Yeah, yeah. Guy can only do so much by himself. Ben, let's talk real quickly about our local squads, the Sixers and the Knicks. Um, you want to talk? Should we begin first here with the Sixers? Uh, I guess so. Sure. I don't know. So, I mean, <laughs> they started the season winning their first five games, and then we've hit pretty much a lull here with the Sixers. Um, yeah. You know, it's uh, 
they're they're barely escaping the likes of the Knicks and the Cavs. Uh, you know, they they've taken losses now to teams like the Thunder or Magic, uh, the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Suns, all you know, quality teams. But they're coming back to the pack a bit. The Sixers are. Um, what's going on down there with the Sixers, and uh, what 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 do you see? What are you concerned about here with uh, with Philly? Uh, I mean, I don't. I, I weirdly find myself with like zero takes on this team. I feel like they're like kind of like uh, like oddly uninteresting to me, even though they seem like they should be the most interesting team in the league with like yeah. the collection of players and the storylines and everything. But like, they're just kind of like uh, I think it just it's going to take some time for them to like gel a little bit. And you know what it is, I think. I also, think the team is so. Um... For for a team that's young, they have an oddly veteran feel in terms of like, we know this team will be good come playoff time and we're just kind mm-hmm. of like toiling through the regular season a bit, which is strange mm-hmm. when you consider that the core of the team, Ben Simmons and Embiid are both, you know, in their mid-20s. But they're both mm-hmm. like kind of guys who've suffered injuries, and right, it feels like they've been around a long time. Yeah, so you have to kind of like manage. I, I, I think it's a smart, cautious approach, which is like you know manage Embiid's minutes, manage Ben Simmons who had a shoulder injury, you know, the other week, and it's like they, right. they have to be prudent. Um, but there is this sort of like they they flash this high ceiling potential, but then they are sort of in the middle of the pack when you glance at the standings. I think if the playoffs began today, they would be like a five seed, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm really not worried about them. I think they're still going to be like nasty. And everyone who's like, they should trade Ben Simmons is a fucking moron uh, because it turns out he's really good. And yeah, I mean, they just, you know, could certainly use like an actual point guard um I will say, and uh, they I, could I use like an actual shooting guard yeah. and you know other things like that but other than that <laughs> um you know other than just uh, a, a competent backcourt um yeah i mean they're still good they're gonna be good they're you know simmons got injured and bead got suspended a couple games like that's still like they've barely you know had time to, to to play together um you know much as like a full roster i think they just need um, to play better basically like that, that yeah like over the last five games i read the sixers have allowed 110 points per 100 possessions when ben simmons is on the floor and then 100 points per 100 possessions when he's off the floor and hmm. the solution is not trading ben simmons <laughs> the solution right. is definitely just like okay so Ben Simmons just has to play better and the defense, like the collective defense just has to be better when he's on the floor. And, uh, that's totally something that can happen. It just hasn't happened yet. Um, right. Yeah. So I'm not worried. I'm not concerned about the Sixers, uh, here in New York, obviously we have the Knicks. Um, you know, we've talked about, uh, you know, our, our, collective our, our, our super bowl has already occurred here with our sweeping uh chris Stapps, porzingis and the mavericks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um we love our world champion Knicks. yep yeah. we love to see the continued development of rj barrett that's very exciting frank nilakina uh playing like a junkyard dog of late yes he is a junkyard french bulldog of course he expressed his strong desire to coach david fisdale to be known as a dog wants to be considered a dog wants to emulate a dog david fisdale who loves dogs has several dogs of his own uh was all about that he said welcome to the dog pound you're a french dog you're a french bulldog now frank 
And, That's right. Uh, uh, for, for Coach Fisdale looked at him and uh, misquoting Sean Connery, he said, you're the dog now, man. You're the dog now, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, Frank has looked wonderful on the floor. I mean, lately asserting himself offensively. I think that's probably been the most exciting development for the Knicks. Obviously, they're a terrible yeah. team. They continue to lose. Um, they had a considerable fourth quarter, fourth quarter lead the other night against the Sixers uh, at, at Philly and somehow managed to blow it. Obviously, the Sixers are the much better team and came storming back. But mm-hmm. um you definitely appreciate seeing the youngsters on the Knicks playing hard. And, you know, there have been questions looming about David Fisdale's job, whether or not he'll keep it, whether or not he should keep it. I- well, there were questions until uh, a story came out uh, that, that stated emphatically that uh, owner James Dolan has Fisdale's back Loves and regularly gives him actual uh, physical pats and slaps Massages. on the back. Yeah, after right. after each game, he is... Yep. Yep. Very generous with the with the with the back slaps sure. and the back pats. So gives his dogs dog beds. Uh, I mm-hmm. personally am reserving judgment a bit here on Fizdale until I see how many minutes Iggy Brazdakis gets after Marcus Morris and Bobby Portis get moved at the trade deadline. Um, yeah, I find it uh, actually very difficult to watch this team yeah. until they trade Marcus Morris well, and this Bobby isn't Portis. Like, I literally this is just, just don't. the team that they have until, you know, January 1st or whatever it is when they can start. God, I really, uh, I fucking cannot wait. I just, I if I if I have to watch Marcus Morris play basketball anymore, I'm just going to like, yes. I'm going to give up. I'm going to quit. Um, I was thinking, like, I don't where, know what it, where are we what? trading these guys? You know, like, because we, we have about four to five power forwards on our team on like one year contracts. So mm-hmm. who are the teams like the Blazers to me seem like a prime candidate. Like who are the teams that like feel well now are... that Carmelo owns that team. I don't know if, if he's yeah. going to be wanting to share touches with Marcus Morris and Bobby Portis, you know, who, but who is the team that is like one who feels they're like one power forward away from making a playoff run. I basically think, like, I mean, just look at like whatever team is in 10th place or eighth place yeah. in the standings in the East and West and see if they just ask yourself, would the Pistons want Marcus Morris on their team? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, right. And the like, answer is the, maybe. Just maybe. May, maybe the maybe. Pistons, maybe the maybe the Pacers. Right. Because, uh, I don't know. The Timberwolves kind of need a power forward. I guess Covington's kind of a power forward, but... Um. Yeah, I can see the like the Kings, like you know, foolishly um, giving up some assets to get him. Um, I don't know. I just the hope Nets? someone can get suckered into one? taking him. Ooh, maybe the Nets. Yeah, they don't really have a power forward, do they? Uh, like I'm just Torian Prince the is their teams, power forward. All the teams in like uh, spots eight through eleven, like the Suns, right. the Kings, the Pelicans, the Grizzlies. You know. Are the could the Grizzlies convince themselves that they had Marcus Morris that they could make the playoffs as an eighth seed? Right, Maybe, right. I don't know. The Chicago Bulls. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, um, I am reserving judgment until I see how uh, Fizdale plays the youngsters once the vets are off the uh, the roster. Yeah, and I am reserving my viewing time uh, until <laughs> until then. Until that. Yeah. And lastly, Ben, um, I just wanted to give a shout out to the floppy king, Markel Fultz. Is oh, Markel. How are we feeling about Markel? In the NBA. 
I am so excited about this guy, man. Um, God, just he looks awesome. Yeah, man, active. That's that's the that's the biggest word. We were playing the word association game the other day during our uh, facial hair draft. Like that's right. when I when I think about Markel, obviously I think floppy. But the other thing is just like active. The guy is so mm-hmm. active on the floor. Um, he's got this like herky jerky offensive game to him and yeah uh, a lot of energy a lot of energy you get the sense that he's it's like pent up energy that he's like finally (laughs) able to release and he's just like running around honestly man like okay if okay if markel didn't play basketball what would you want him to do for me i would absolutely want him to be like a break dancer like just like oh yeah i can see that yeah i just like he has this knack for just like jumping at the right time in the right place like just Mm -hmm. like on defense he's always just like popping into passing lanes and just like happens to be there and like swipe a ball away or he dives on the floor he's a fun player like all yeah. jokes aside he can, like i mean he can soar he can soar in for like put back dunks like there's not yeah. that many guards in the nba they can get up and have the timing you know and the athleticism kind of reminds me of actually now that i'm thinking about it talking to you he kind of mm. reminds me of your boy a little bit dejonta murray it, oh yeah that, i could like, see that freaky athleticism has a yeah. knack for like stealing the ball uh, right, where he's like suddenly in a place that you didn't expect him to be able to get to as quickly, right. and then he's just there. Right, it's yeah. like, wait, you're a point guard, but you kind of have the athletic- athleticism of a guy who plays like the three or something. Right, um, right. Yeah, he's been so fun to watch. I'm so happy for the guy. Uh, wishing him and the Magic the best. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously the Magic with some injuries now in the front court to, to Aaron Gordon and uh, and Vucevic. Um, which uh, which is a bummer for yeah. them. Um, yeah, but which it, is uh, be for four or five weeks, I guess, with us. Yeah, something like that. Ankle. Yeah, yeah, a lot of injuries, a lot of a lot of injuries. Well, um, it should mean good things for the preacher. Jonathan will. I was just gonna say, yeah, Jonathan minutes. might have a little bit, a little bit more of us of a spotlight on him. So yep. I'm looking forward to that. Yep, Hope, hoping he can stay healthy. He had a little uh, an ankle tweak. Uh, that happened at a like a jersey unveiling event. Apparently, did you hear about that? <laughs> what are you talking? Yeah, about? <laughs> he was he missed two games because he like tweaked or like mildly sprained his ankle at like a like a team event, uh, like Jesus. unveiling jerseys. I don't know if like he had he to like pose them. for a yeah. yeah. I don't know if he, right uh, some sort of a, a preaching accident happened wow. or what. But uh, wow, yeah. incredible. But anyway, he's back. He's looking good. Um, you know, fingers are always crossed for the preacher and yeah. for Markel and, and for all their continued health and success. Well, listen, Ben, um, we're going to wrap here in just a sec, but I want to put this out here, man. This is our mm. 99th episode. This is 99? This is 99. Holy shit, that's crazy. So, and of course, we should mention that it would have been our 100th sure. if not for the fact that we tragically, we, fucking devastatingly lost. We recorded probably... Which somehow, it was the first time that this has ever happened to us, I right? Know. yeah. It just, it just, I don't know what to say, but like we recorded It was almost probably, like the gods were like, all right, you're getting up to 100. This has to happen to you at least once yeah, before you get to 100 episodes. The podcast gods were like, oh, you're Knicks fans, right? Yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna let you have this one. So basically, <laughs> after the Knicks beat the Mavericks uh, about I don't know ten days ago, something like that, uh, against Chris Stapp's Porzingis, um, when when KP lost that second game, we immediately mm-hmm. recorded a podcast, and it was glorious. I mean, it was yeah. it was insane, completely glorious. <laughs> and as soon as I sat down to edit the podcast. 
I opened the folder where the audio files were supposed to be on my computer, and there was like a little data file that that showed like, yes, it, the data file is essentially like a receipt, which is like, yep, it happened. You definitely made this folder with these files, but there were no audio files in the folder, and it was a podcast that we have lost to the universe. We've just... yeah. It was an act of God, yep. um, a, a, a cruel but completely fitting and yes. understandable twist of fate, yep. um, considering our, our plight as Knicks fans. That's right. Uh, you know, that one was just for us, Chris. I, I don't yeah. regret it one bit. No, it no, was, I. It I'll, was never, so I'll never forget the experience of, of, of doing it oh, in the God. moment. We and so um, Yeah. 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 It was. If good. anything, it's it's all the sweeter and better that it, that only only the two of us know about it, yeah. and that no one will be able to share. <laughs> That'll be ours. Share that with that us. Was for yeah. Us. But Ben, yeah. so this is number ninety nine here. Uh, That's crazy. I can't be, believe. Next week will be OTL we're already there. One hundred. Um, I don't God. know what we're gonna do. I think it'll just be probably a simple conversation just between the two of us, just uh, you know, kind of reflecting on. On our evolution as a podcast, the the 100 episodes that we've put in, where where we're, mm-hmm. where we're coming from, where we're going to, but I think it'll yeah, just be... reliving some of our our great uh, yeah. successes and glories yeah. and um, yeah, but it'll yeah, just be I a mean... simple uh, conversation between just the two of us, and uh, I think it's good. I think it, I think that'll be good just for us to kind of reflect on things. And I can't wait. We should keep it very, very um, yeah. you know, staid and reserved um, yeah. and and respectful. You know, yeah. uh, uh, you know, hey, we, we gotta we gotta act professional here. Of we're course. not we're not we're not gonna um, you know toot our, toot our own horns too hard. I mean, we've but, um, accomplished a significant amount. Of course, we are now uh, a podcast that is sponsored by a mattress company called Helix Sleep. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, uh, we've made major waves, obviously, in the dog bed world, um, you know, but... I mean, never in a million years when we, when we started, or when you started this thing, sure. would I, could I ever have imagined that someday yeah. we would be sponsored by a mattress company? That's just... Yep. I mean... Yeah, the, that's the, not the kind of thing that you think ha- is going to happen to you in your life, you know? The way it worked out was incredible, man. Um, but anyways, uh, I'm looking forward to OTL 100. Uh, this has been Cannot a lot of fun as, as always, BC. Uh, enjoy the hoop this week, man. Enjoy watching basketball, and uh, I'll talk to you next week, all right? All right, yeah, a lot of, a lot of big games coming up. We got Kyrie's return to, uh, to, the, to the Boston Garden coming up. Did you realize that? Man, I didn't realize that. Oh, how fun <laughs> yeah. is that, dude? I think, I think Wednesday or Thursday, um, yeah. Oh, wow. So that'll be, that'll be exciting. Okay. Um, all yeah, right. so we'll have, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about and reflect on next week. All right, man. I'll talk to you then. All right. Take fantastic. All right, bye-bye. See ya. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that. My name is Chris Wendelkin. This is On The Line. You can tweet at us at OnTheLine underscore pod. Find us on Instagram. Check out previous episodes on our website, OnTheLinePodcast.com. Please rate, review, subscribe to the show in Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. Have a great week. Enjoy watching the NBA, and I'll talk to you in a little bit.